Hey everybody and welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And this week my black little heart sings a goth song because it is October, it is almost Halloween, we have been playing these scary games and finally we are playing something right up my alley. Not so much your alley, but we'll, well, get, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, how you doing buddy? I haven't talked to you much this week. No, been back to work, which is super stressful with their whole COVID thing going on. Yeah, Um, plus the the new baby, man. You got work work cut out for you for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, not not much new going on or anything like that. Yeah, added a couple games to our list that were part of the the Sega anniversary Steam Steam special. No, I think I've I grabbed one of those, and there's two more that I need to get. But um, what what all were, what all did you grab? Uh, I don't remember what games they were. I just no. scrolled through them all, and the ones that said free, I just <laughs> I, added to download. I feel like I remember Sonic Two was one of them. Yeah, Sonic Two was one of them. Then there was like a side-scrolling beat 'em up. That's yeah. That that game is based. It's like Streets of Rage Two and the Yakuza series mixed. I'm not a hundred percent more sure about it. Like I just that's what I yeah. know. Um, and then I didn't know there was a third one, so I'll have to go look today. Oh, yeah. I- I'm sorry. Was it, uh, was it nice into dreams? I think so. Or yeah. I, I don't know. It was Hold one on. of those types me... of games, but I had already had that one, but yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, that's on our list. And that, uh, that is like a cult classic. I think it came out for dreamcast. I want to say it was a dreamcast game. I never had a dreamcast. So yeah. And the only game I no, ever played, I never had one either. The only game I ever played on a Dreamcast was a uh, Mortal Kombat Gold, and it was pretty sweet. God, that seems like forever ago now. Probably, yeah. it probably was to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I dove a little further into Serious Sam Four. Did you? And I'm gonna have to get you to watch me play on uh, Discord sometime soon because, bro, it looks so much like the Talos Principle. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you're in the Egypt part. Oh my goodness. It's Golden awesome. Axed, a canceled prototype. Nice. I'm looking at the Sega thing on Steam, and it's just... They have a lot more games for free now, it looks like. Or no, those are bundle packs, it looks like. But, yeah. I'll have to check sure. it out. Yeah. But yeah, man, uh, Serious Sam 4 looks ridiculous. Uh, it looks a lot like the Talos Principle. You can tell that they were using the Talos Principle as like a building block to get to Serious Sam 4. Yeah. And what a fucking that, building block. Didn't we read into that when mm-hmm. we played the Talos Principle that they were using that as like a test for the engine for... Yep. For 4? Yeah. So I remember watching you play that opening sequence and... I next time you load it up again, let me know so I can watch that because my laptop will not run it. Like. <laughs> no, it it's fucking it's pretty sweet. No, but luckily for you, there are a few other Serious Sam games that I have that are older games that'll run for just fine. Yeah, like it's a you know that's a really good series to me. Like it's a good fast paced shooter. It is. You know, it's fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed. The first one. Yeah, the first encounter. Played. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for two, three, and then when I build my PC, number four. And what's interesting is actually there's, we have 
there's another game because it's there's the first encounter and then there's the second encounter, and then there's Serious Sam two, and then there's oh, Serious Sam three. Oh shit! It'll be fun, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Um. So I do know. Did you find that yet? Or are you just kind of scrolling through and looking? Um. Just scrolling and looking right yeah. now. I think that those were the three. I think it was Sonic Two, the Yakuza beat 'em up, and Nights into Dreams. Right now, let's see. They have Streets of Kamurocho. Yep, that's which the looks like the beat 'em up. Yep. And End- Endless Zone. Armor of Heroes. Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Um, items for Two Point Hospital, and then Total War Shogun Two, is free to free to play right now. Wow. Total yeah, War is they, a cool series. They keep adding stuff. And then they added the, the Golden Axe, a canceled prototype mini game for free as well. Well, that's pretty sweet. Right. I think I have Total War Shogun 1. But I could be wrong. I'm looking at it now. Oh, okay. No, that that Total War Shogun Two is a DLC that they're doing for free. Is it? Gotcha. Okay, I was about to say because that's pretty sweet if they're giving away that whole ass game. Right. So that's that's a, I think it's real time strategy. It's good oh, stuff. Shit. Um. So this week you got to play a game that I have been putting a lot of time into lately, and that is Among Us. Yeah. And uh, I have been playing uh, in in the Tadpog Discord, which is, you know, Tadpog, Tyler and Dave play old games, great podcast, everybody should check them out. Um, love those guys. They, in their Discord, have a, we have a Game Buds, it's what it's called. And every Thursday, about 10 p.m. or so Eastern Time, we get together and play some Among Us. And sometimes we play till midnight, sometimes we play till 3 in the morning. One night that I didn't join them, they played till 7 a.m. here. Mm. Wow. Like, yeah, it can, it can get really, it's really fun, man, when you get a good group of them together. Uh, you know, like, uh, give them a quick shout out. There's like me, Grim, Zal, Turtle, Bre- Turtle Bear, Ice Brand, uh, Lady Grim played the other day. Uh, there's Indie Cat, Sus John. I don't know. And I'm going to forget some names, but. All, all of those guys, like and and the lady that we play with, man, it, it's so much fun. And I don't think that you've you've had a group yet like that. You've just nope. been playing random matches, right? Yeah, I just been playing random matches. So, with the random matches, I do believe that most of your discussion goes on in text, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, when we do it, we are able to uh, have a, the Discord voice channel and then kind of grill each other as we play. <laughs> It's 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 a really good time, man. Hopefully one day you know you'll have off and you'll be able to pop in with us, even if even if it's just for a few games. Yeah, I, I think there's only five weeks left till the end of the semester, and then I'm on winter break until who knows when. Woo! But yeah, we'll have lots of time for that. For sure. So, have you have you been the imposter yet, or have you just no. been? No, nope, I've only done two games. Won the first game because all the tasks got completed, I think. Nice. And then the second game, I was down to the final four before I got voted off. 
Yeah, man. Sometimes it's sometimes you get like talked into a corner, and even if it's not you, you're like, I, I, I'm still trying to figure the game out. The first game I played, I figured out tasks at like the very end of the game. I think I only had like one, but <laughs> the second game, I knew the to race around and look for the different tasks to complete and shit, and then. Whoever the killer was in that game took their sweet ass time killing people. Like, hey man, it's, it's, sometimes that's better safe than sorry. Yeah. You know, if people group up, it's kind of hard to kill them. Yeah. I will. I will tell you uh, about one epic kill that I had. Um, we were in the room where you have to swipe your admin card. Have you had to do that yet? The admin room. Yeah. Okay, so I was in yeah. there, and Indie Cat was the other killer, and. He was standing there pretending to do a task, and I was coming running through, and somebody, I don't remember exactly who, ran into the room, and I killed them. I think it was Turtle Bear. And right behind him came in Zal, and Zal saw the dead body, and I was like, oh no, and before I could even get that out, Indy Cat killed him, and then me and him just dipped out, and we were like, oh, that was awesome. (laughs) It was like, we almost got caught, but nah, you handled that great, that was awesome. That was great. But uh, it's been it's been deemed in our in our group that I I apparently am a fearsome imposter and if it's me and Zhao as both imposters then no one's gonna win no one survives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just I can't I can't rampage. wait for that. I want to see how well I do as an imposter. It's fun. It's <coughs> fun. Don't get caught going through vents. Yeah, that's that's how you get caught. Is you you get caught going through vents. But yeah, man, it's fucking, it's a blast. It's an absolute blast. Um, so, this game that we've been playing has gotten me in the mood, man. I've been listening to fucking Typo Negative, Priest, Zeromancer. Yeah. Uh, rocking my goth music. I, I figured you'd put on just the Queen of the Damn soundtrack. Yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. I love it. Love it. And, and the, the music in it. Now, okay, so th- this week we were talking about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. And this is going to be part one, but it's going to be a little different because I know Ryan's not digging this game. So next week, I'm going to do part two for this. And then the second segment will be I'm going to run another little horror game or something for Ryan to check out this week. Or or maybe a different, you know, a different uh, genre, if you wish. It's up to you, man, because I know you're not a huge fan of horror games. So um, it's still... Yeah, it'll be almost season. it'll be almost Halloween, man. Next it episode. will be, but um, I could throw out another horror game, I guess. Yeah, I'll try to get you a good one. I'll try to get you a good one. I might even just pick one for you. I don't know. We'll I see. Know, I know we got isolation, which is terrifying in every aspect of the of the game. I could also I could also throw you into Amnesia, which is considered one of the scariest games ever made. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> or you know, I could always just give you Doom Three, and it's just like actiony horror. Yeah, yeah so. Doom. I, I'd be happy with Doom. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Steamy's feeling like. Yeah. All right. Well, let me uh, just read through some of this Wikipedia nonsense real quick, right here. Oh, I was thinking we should. I was thinking maybe we should start switching it up when we do our intros and just be like. Good evening. Welcome to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name's Dalton. How are you doing today? We're going to be talking about some video games. 
I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do that. <laughs> Good evening. I can try. I can welcome, try. welcome to the steam machine. <laughs> Come in. Have a we'll seat. Have to We'll have to try to record a Halloween special since it is a Saturday this year. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. We could totally do that. Um, we should do that and talk about, like, our favorite horror movies or, like, slasher flicks or, like, uh, you know, just anything spooky that, you know, we'll just, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We can do that. So, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is a 2004 action role-playing video game developed by... Troika, I think is how you pronounce it. Troika Games. Yeah. And it was published by Activision for Microsoft Windows. Set in White Wolf's Publishing's World of Darkness, which is a tabletop series that I would really like to get into. The game is based on White Wolf's role-playing game, Vampire the Masquerade. And it follows a human who is killed and revived as a fledgling vampire. And we are going to get to that. And the game depicts the fledgling's journey through 21st century or early 21st century Los Angeles to uncover the truth behind a recently discovered relic that heralds the end of all vampires. This game is like, this game was cool and strange at the same time because it, it makes you cut from first person and third person a lot, depending on what you want to do. That was one of the things that I didn't really like about the game. It was very strange. It was like, man, why can't I just swing my ax in first person? Or why can't I just shoot my gun in third person? You know, it was very strange. Now, I do want to point out, this game is a cult classic. It wasn't, like, reveled by a ton of people. Because when this game was released, it was a broken fucking mess. It was. And then I think another thing I read about it is uh, Activision killed the studio, like, shortly after this game was released. There is. And there's a joke about that in the game. They knew it was coming, so they're like, there's a a dude that if you ask him about Troika Games, he gives you like a foreshadowing of what's going to happen to them, which I thought was hilarious. They're just like, yeah, "Yeah, we we know it's coming, so we're just going to like let people find it in a little Easter egg. (laughs) Killing that, killing that studio. I think they only had one, like enough time to get one patch out and that patch barely did anything to the fucking super buggy and super janky game. So it's basically recommended that you don't play this game without the unofficial patch. Now there are two. Yeah. There are there is the uh, normal patch, which is just fixes bugs and the resolution, lets you yeah. run it at modern resolutions and stuff. And then there's the plus patch, which adds in a bunch of cut content that was cut from the game, but people have gone in and fixed it and finished the code and things like that. I'm playing with the plus patch. I do believe that you're playing with the plus patch as well. Yeah. Um, pretty fucking pretty fucking interesting that people liked the game enough to fix it themselves i mean i mean but then again you know you think about it that's pc gaming like look at look at the uh elder scrolls games look at fallouts like they always rely on fans to make those unofficial patches to fix the shit that they would never think of that would be broken or they just don't give a fuck one of the two they they just don't give a fuck they run out of time and they run out of money well they they They'll know that somebody out there will do it for free and it will make the game better. And as long as people are playing the game with that fucking thing on it, they're still selling it. They're still making their money. With as much money as they've made on Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 6 better be a polished fucking masterpiece. (laughs) No, it's going to be a fucking polished turd. It's going to be a janky... 
it's going to be passable at first, but it's going to be. I think yeah, so much better once people get their hands on it. It's going to be that that well well known and loved Bethesda jank, as I yep. call it. <laughs> yep. Um. So, <laughs> Bloodlines was developed by a thirty-two member team, which I thought was interesting. That's not a lot of people. No, that's less than Batman, but. That's that's still a ridiculously small team compared like to the thousands of people they have working on Call of Duty or Fortnite, <laughs> right? Um, and they used uh, <coughs> Valve's Source Engine, which you know would have been uh, games like Counter Strike Source, Half Life Source. That they yeah. were all made with that Source Engine, um, and it was also being used in Half Life Two. And that was the one of the things is when this game came out, it was competing with like Half Life Two and several other games and this game sold less than 80,000 copies during its initial release I believe it I Uh, believe it says divided critics at the time although they praised the game's writing and the scale of choice they criticized the technical flaws yeah and then the studio was shut down in early 2005 but this game has gotten a enough of a following over the years that there is a sequel coming out next year. Interesting. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. And brother, I can't wait for it. I know you can't. You know this me. Was, this, this was your RPG. Like This is like the style of games you like to play. And it's vampires. So yeah. s- something something that the, uh, the, the listeners might not know about me. Um, I got introduced to the whole like goth world metal, all of that stuff, through the movie Queen of the Damned. So I have like this little spot in my heart with Queen of the Damned wedged in there that Ryan gives me shit for because he's like the only thing good about that movie is the music, <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> which I won't argue it's not the greatest acted movie in the world, yeah. but it was my first be- like oh shit these vampires are awesome. <coughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I didn't see Lost Boys and stuff like that till much later. Oh yeah, I think my first introduction was either. Dracula or the Lost Boys, and then their interview with the vampire was up there. Interview with the vampire um, is a great movie too. Yeah, Lestat. I just like Lestat's character, like because I've read the books that that series about Lestat. He is a really good character. Yeah. Yeah. So, it the only the problems that I have with Queen of the Damned since reading the books are it takes. So, Queen of the Damned is the third book in the series. But there's a scene in the movie where Jessie opens this journal and she's reading Lestat's journal. And it's like a 15-minute sequence, maybe 10 minutes or so. And they cram the entirety of the second book, like cliff notes of the second book, into this scene. And I'm like, I want to see Netflix pick that up as a series and start with Interview with the Vampire and do them by seasons and go through. Because there's plenty. There's plenty. Like, I think it could really do well if they casted right. Like, they casted The Witcher perfectly. Everybody in that series played their parts perfectly. Yeah. Dracula, going back to vampires, that Dracula that me and you watched, that's the Netflix series, was casted perfectly. Oh, yeah, the BBC BBC Dracula, that was awesome. That was the perfect telling of Dracula, in my opinion. So it, it can be done. You just gotta not try to make it an action movie of the year type thing and like take it for the story that it is because there is a lot of story in Anne Rice books 
Yeah, for sure. Which... I know you got it around there somewhere. It is around here somewhere. I'm trying to remember where I put it when I was cleaning up. It might be in my stack of comics out in the living room. But Ryan got me... Oh, no. What the hell? It's right here. For the people on video, Ryan got me this, which is mirrored. Hopefully it's not in the video, but Memnock the Devil by Anne Rice. And... Boom! Signature. My name's not Christine, but I will take it. I will be Christine. <laughs> I am Christine. <laughs> no, I could just say, like, hey, I got this signed. and or Ryan got this signed. He just said, hey, will you make this out to a murderous car? <laughs> she was like, yeah, sure. That is a good October <laughs> joke. Good October joke. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not go to a blue October joke. Hate me today! <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, early 2000s, man. That was a weird time for music. It or mid-2000s, whatever it was. <laughs> Anything from, like, late 90s through, like, 2010, almost. That was just a weird transition for music, <laughs> as you say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause... Going, from, going from alternative grunge to fucking, like, new metal and that shit in the early 2000s and then it just got into got what it the post hardcore scene took over for a while the pop punk scene started taking over and then and then kings of leon cage the elephant came out and alternative music has sounded the same ever since <laughs> yeah it's it's all that indie indie pop yeah is yeah. what i would call it yeah like indie folk pop yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh it's not bad i don't hate it but it's it's not my favorite, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, let's let's talk about Vampire of the Masquerade. So, as far as I've gotten, how far did you get? Just I curious. am into Santa Monica. I think the 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 mission I left the quest I left off on was I had to go smash up an art gallery or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was a that was a strange quest when I did it. So yeah, you didn't get to see. Okay, so. Cool. I'll get to tell you about some stuff today then. I made it and up until I was on my way to Chinatown. And yeah. I'm really I'm really not a ton further than you because I've just been like going around and doing little side quests and exploring. Yeah. Um, which is why I wanted to make this a two parter because I wanted to take my time and really enjoy the game and check out what it is because I know the plus patch added some stuff. Um, Man, if you're on your way to Chinatown, you're damn close to finishing the game already, apparently. Oh yeah, if if I were to hit the main story, then yeah, yeah but I've I've like I said, I've got some side quests and stuff I still want to wrap up. Yeah. Um, character because it's just character building and world building and giving me ideas for when I run a Vampire the Masquerade game. Yeah. I've already got like tabletop stories and stuff going in my dome. Just like oh, I need to I need to get the book and I need to figure out how to play so I can explain to other people how to play because it's a little different than D and D. Yeah. But, uh, so let's talk about the, okay, so when you start the game off, it asks you, do you want to answer some questions, and we will yeah. pick a race for you, or not, I'm sorry, we'll pick a clan for you, and, uh, or do you want to just skip that and create your own character? 
you chose yeah. you chose answering questions and I chose answering questions because you chose yeah. answering questions. So I got a Tremere clan. You got Malkavian. I don't even know how you got I got Malkavian the first time around. All that save data got wiped out somehow on my game and I had to restart. So okay, so I, I had this issue. Um I was playing the game through the Steam button, right? Like going into Steam yeah. and click and play. And all my save data is in there. I loaded the game up from the EXE without Steam. And when I loaded it up, all my save data was gone. Weird. And I closed out, opened it back up through Steam, and all my save data was back. So yeah. maybe try opening it one way or the other and seeing if your yeah. save data recovers. But either way, even if you don't dive back into it. So you were a Malkavian. Now, yeah, I was. I don't know too much about all the clans um, because I haven't put a ton of time into this game as far as mm-hmm. looking at them and stuff. But I do know that there are seven. There are the Bruja, the Toreador, the Malkavians, the Ventru, the Nosferatu, the Tremere, and Gangrel. Fun fact, I think this is where Gangrel got his name when he switched over to that character. Or no 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry because he was in the 90s never mind yeah but no I'm but I mean I'm not the not the video game I mean I think he got Gangrel from Vampire the Masquerade because that's been around for a while interesting sorry I should have clarified that when I was <laughs> yeah like I started confusing myself for a second I'm like oh wait no not the video game um I got Tremere they are blood magic they use blood magic and stuff it's very powerful uh, Malkavians are batshit fucking nuts so the whole thing yes with, they, no the like, whole thing with they're Malkavians, not like they're not batshit like they lose control of like what they're doing and shit like that they just give you like drunk homeless person rambles as your dialogue text and like, as the game progresses you'll start hearing voices and uh that's cool you'll so they can Playing a Malkavian is recommended for a second playthrough only because they have slight sight into the future. Like, they can see a bit into the future. So some of the dialogue options that you get to respond to people will be foreshadows that will spoil things. Like, when you meet somebody and then you make a joke to them about something and then it turns out that that's true, it's because your dude already knows that. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I would love... In the tabletop game, if we ever do it, you should play a Malkavian and just randomly just spout nonsense. But then you would know more. Yeah. But you wouldn't really know how to convey it correctly. I don't know. So you start off, you create your character. You know, there's all kinds of different stats. You know, you uh, if you want to be sneaky, if you want to be like in my case, you know, if you wanted to put some into your magic points. Yeah. Um, your combat. I, I highly recommend putting a little bit into melee and a little bit into guns and definitely lockpicking. Hmm. Definitely lockpicking. Yeah. And uh, the computers are fun to dive into as well. <coughs> what, what, I, what I One thing I do like about this game is that, A, the computers look like Apple II with like if I don't know how many computers you checked out, but like the lettering and stuff will be like purplish white like the old ass yeah. computers were. Yeah. And you actually have to type, 
Like it's like you have to input yeah, commands. You do. So it's like do you want to go to home? You have to type home and hit enter. So I'm like, that's cool. It's like the old I hit like three or experience. four different computers, I think, on my playthrough. I think you would yeah, you would probably would have hit your own in your apartment at yeah. the point you got and gotten your emails and stuff. Yeah. My my second character creation on the game because all my save data went disappeared or whatever. Yeah, I answered the questions the same exact way, but I ended up a Torador. Hmm. Instead of the Malkavian. Interesting. Torador right. is the one that I think Lestat would be. Probably because they are like the artsy. They really like yeah. art, like that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So, and the game starts off, you are in bed with a lady. Probably knocking some boots. I wasn't. I was I was in bed with a guy. Oh? Well, of course, oh, I, you I, made a woman? I play female. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, you're in bed with a person of the opposite sex, then. We'll put it that way. And yeah. the door busts open after some seductive noises and things that you hear and she gets spiked in the fucking chest with a with a uh, a uh, stake and then you get staked in the heart yeah it was like the cheesiest cutscene I've ever seen they're just like <laughs> and then you see these big ass stakes just fly across yeah. the room <laughs> oh yeah dude what I, that's what I told you when we first started I was like you're gonna notice real quick that this game's from 2004 like <laughs> I will say though, this game graphically looks good for a game that came out in two thousand four, but it's just yeah. it's, it's physics and stuff is where you can really tell and the character motions and yeah. But they did good as far as like water reflections and things like that. It looks really great. Yeah, they did. No, so, there were some things that were definitely great and some things that were either underfunded or rushed. Oh, abs- yeah, absolutely. It's like th- that is the name of the game for this is <laughs> you know underfunded and rushed bloodlines yeah. <laughs> so you wake up and you're in like this auditorium and you're on your knees and the girl that you were or guy that you were just with is next to you and in comes this little squirrely looking dude and he is prince He's lacroix the prince, prince yeah. lacroix yeah, cho- put some respect on his name. He's a fucking prince. Like, he's a little squirrely dude. So, I was watching this, you know, and I see like the the weird characters in the crowd, and I'm looking at him trying to figure out like, okay, who's gonna be a main character? Who's just there for whatever? And your partner, who sired you, because you know vampires have to sire somebody before they can become a vampire themselves, gets fucking executed right next to you. Just dead head chopped off <clears throat> you're next and this guy in the crowd stands up and goes this is fucking bullshit and you're like whoa later on you find out that guy's name is nines rodriguez yeah but we'll get there <clears throat> so you're the, the prince is just immediately kind of taken aback and he's like all right well then you're not gonna die you're gonna prove your worth and don't make me regret my decision and he sends you to Santa Monica to go, and I believe you had to meet up with Mercurio. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. Yeah, you had to meet up with Mercurio. Now, when you got to Santa, when you come out, you meet 
a vampire named Jack. Yeah. I love Jack. I think he's hilarious. I am, like, not 100% sure. I don't know if you want to look this up real quick while I'm talking, but it sounds like he's voiced by the dude who does Bender. Like when he talks. uh, Joe DiMaggio or whatever his name is. John DiMaggio. I think Joe DiMaggio was a fucking football player. (laughs) Um. But he's just like, you know, hey, kid, welcome. And you basically, you talk to him and he realizes that you're you're a new vampire that was fucked up in there. He takes you to a back alley and he asks you, have you ever drank blood before, basically? And they're like, no. And he's like, oh, man, we're fucking popping a cherry here. He's like, listen, kid, blood, it's your new flame and yawn. It's your new champagne. It's your new fucking heroin, kid. You're going to love it. And he tells you about this dude in the alleyway who can't find his car. And you have to go over there. And this is where it introduces you to the feeding mechanic. Which is not the most uh, smooth mechanic in the world for a game. Like, it's cool going up and feeding on people. But if you don't hit that thing at the right time, you're going to drain them dry, which you're not supposed to do. Unless it's an enemy. Jack does explain that to you. He is like, you know, innocence, you don't kill them. You'll lose some of your humanity. You don't want to lose your humanity. He said, if they're trying to kill you, drain them dry. Suck every bit of fucking blood you can out of them. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. So you go through the little tutorial section with him. You were introduced. There's a, a commotion. And it is the... Oh man, what it is! It is John DiMaggio, by the way. It is. Yeah. Fucking right! I knew it! I knew it! Trying to remember what the name of that. God, I've been playing it all day. What? The uh, the Sabat. God damn! I don't know why it took me. Yeah, the Sabat started attacking the Camarilla and stuff. So Jack, (coughs) Jack's like, man, I really wanted to spare you this shit for now but then he kind of explains to you that the sabbat are just like vampires that are monsters basically they don't give a fuck yeah they're vampires they're more powerful than humans they're gonna kill and eat humans they're gonna do what the fuck they want they don't abide by any kind of code and the camarilla is what prince lacroix is in charge of and that is basically like vampire government yeah um and then you have later on you'll find out that you have the anarchs which are against the Camarilla, but they also don't like the Sabbat either. And the Anarch... So, okay, full full disclosure, I so far have sided with Prince... Prince uh, God, I can't talk. So far I have... I really can't talk. Yeah. I have sided with Prince LaCroix. Why was that so hard for me to say? Jesus Christ. I, I have sided... I, I've sided with Prince LaCroix so far. Um, which... I think I might have fucked up, so I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. So there's a scene where you have to go to the house of Alistair Grout. He is the Malkavian chief. He is in charge of all the Malkavians, right? Mm-hmm. And on your way out, you see Nines, Rodriguez, leaving the house. And it, I had spoke to him before this, so it was like, hey, man, what are you doing here? And he was like... Uh, you don't want to go in there, man. This place is fucked up. And then he's like, we, we should get out of here. And he leaves. So you go in there and let me tell you something. You know, talk about an eccentric house, a small cavian house. What the fuck? It was an entire yeah. maze. So when you walk in, 
you have to get through the door that's straight in front of you, but you have to go through a maze through the entire house to do all these different unlocking mechanisms to unlock that fucking door. <laughs> yeah. You end up getting through it, and uh, you find Grout dead in the bed. And then you meet the uh, Grunfield Bach. And he's a vampire hunter. So like after he's he's like I'm come, I've come to kill Grout, and you're like uh, he's already dead in here. And the vampire hunter's like fuck. All right, well then I shall kill you. Then he sets the house on fire. He's gonna burn the whole house down. So you got, then you have to escape. Anyway, you end up getting back, and Lacroix is like, so what happened? You tell him that he's dead, and he's like, did you see anything? I was, and I was like, uh, I mean, I saw Nines Rodriguez leaving when I showed up. Apparently, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Um, because when I went back to the last round, which is the bar that the uh, the Anarchs hang at, they were all super pissed at me. They didn't kill me. I was able to talk my way out of it. Yeah. Because this is one of those games that you can avoid violence a lot of times if you have a high charisma. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, they they were not happy with me. Jack doesn't give a fuck. Jack hangs out at the Anarchs place, the guy who does the tutorial with you. He, yeah. he doesn't give a shit. He's like, kid. I don't. I sit on the fence. He's like, I don't. I don't side with anybody. But apparently, according to everyone, Jack's a bad motherfucker. Like he's a super old, badass vampire. Well, I believe it. <laughs> so I think it's pretty cool. So I mean, you're basically an errand boy in this game. At first, he's yeah. just, you know, Go here, do this. Go here, do this. So you 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 go meet Mercurio. And you're introduced to Mercurio of him. You see a guy. Bleeding out in the street, crawling up some stairs. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh shit! So you go check it out, and you follow the blood trail to this room, and Mercurio's laying in there on the couch, and he's like, oh fuck, kid, I'm fucking dying here. He's <laughs> like, I need, I need meds. Those fuckers, they ambushed me. They took the money and the fucking explosives. Yeah. So you have to figure out where now. This is interesting. This this is a part that I thought was interesting. Okay, so. He tells you, you know, go get the stuff from the guys at the beach. So you head down to the beach, and when you walk out there, this girl just comes up to you, and she's like, upstairs in in that house, there are the men you're looking for. And you're like, how the fuck do you know that? (coughs) And she's like, I know things, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Go. So if you talk to her after all of this is done, if you come back and talk to her, you can pay her like 20 bucks, and she'll predict your future. Yeah. And you can ask her a bunch of different questions. You ask her, how do I beat the game? And, and her response is, it doesn't matter if you beat the game or not. What matters is if you bought it. <laughs> so I was like, ah, piracy joke. you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you ask her, who can I trust? She says, the man on the couch and the lone wolf. Everyone else be weary. So she tells you that you can trust Mercurio, and then you haven't met him yet, but that means you can trust Mercurio and Beckett. And Beckett is what they, who they call the lone wolf, I believe, uh, because he actually turns into a wolf. So Beckett is like a 300-year-old vampire historian, or he might be even older, older than that, but he said he's been studying vampire lore for 300 years. Yeah. And... Uh, He's a very shady character. Like he just—I've seen him twice. He just kind of shows up and talks to you for a little bit and then bails out, right? 
So ever since I heard that girl say that, I've been real sketchy about decisions I make with everyone. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't even know if I can trust Jack. And that hurts my heart because Jack's <coughs> awesome. Yeah. So you go up into the house and you kill everybody. You get your shit back. Uh, and you get some money. And then he also asked you if you could get anything for his pain. So you go to the medical clinic. And when you go into the medical clinic, the chick's like, you have to wait. You use your vampire power. She's like, okay, go ahead. So you go. And there's a lady in the first room laying there screaming for a doctor to help her. So you go in there and talk to her. And she's like, please go get the doctor. I'm dying. All right. So I go and tell the doctor. And the doctor flips the fuck out on me. He's like, hey, I've got a lot of fucking patients here, okay? There's a lot of fucking people that are hurt. This guy's got a fucking bullet in his head. And your chick's in there doing something. She could fucking wait, basically. Yeah. Uh, all right. You go back to the other room. Girl's not doing so hot. She's flipping out. You feed her your blood and save her because vampire blood can heal humans. But now she, she later on, she becomes like your, uh, your fledgling in a way. Like she's not sired, but she's like, she will do your bidding. Anything that you need, she'll do type thing. Uh, so you, 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 you save her. You end up having to sneak into the doctor's office, steal some morphine, take it back to Mercurio, give him the morphine, tell him everything's solved. And he asks you, hey, man, please, when you go back and talk to Prince LaCroix, don't tell him I fucked up. He'll kill me. All right. So when I went back, I did not rat him out. I said everything went smooth. Yeah. Because of that, later on, he comes up to you uh, when you're having to go out to this ship where there's the sarcophagus thing that is brought up is out there on the ship and you have to go check it out you're walking down to the Santa Monica beach and he shows up and he's like hey man you really saved my fucking ass you know I'm all healed up that fucking vampire blood really helps and those morphine pills did the trick um he's like you know I always help out a friend you help me so I can help you and you're like all right well I might need some uh stuff for this trip and he's like all right so you can then then like he tells you come see him in his apartment at any time you can buy equipment from him so if you need ammo anything like that or you need to sell some stuff you can go to him in his apartment yeah um he he's like i can acquire things that people might need he's like like that boat over there for you to get to that ship it's yours so he's a very helpful character you really i really recommend saving him instead of just letting that motherfucker die on the couch because you can. You have the ability to be like, fuck you, you're an idiot. Why did you fuck up? I'm going to go get this stuff. I hope you die. Yeah, no, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, see, see, you'd have lost out on uh, having somebody extra to buy some stuff from. Yeah. And he is also the character. At the very end of the game, there's a dialogue option to ask him about Troika Games. And he will give you the foreshadowing to the company's failure. He's the one that does that. Um, also, <laughs> real quick, there is a there is an Easter egg in this game that I found absolutely hilarious. Um, so, 
I don't remember exactly where it is. I think it's when you meet Pisha in the abandoned hotel in downtown. But she tells you if you open and close a door a ton of times, <laughs> or it might even be uh, a message on one of the apartment answering machines. Anyway, you open a door, open a door, open a door, open a door, over and over and over and over and over, right? And then when you go outside, there's a dancing werewolf just there. It's like an Easter egg, right? So you get to the very end of the game. And I, I know this because I read it and it kind of, I didn't read too much into the story, but I know at the end of the game, you have a choice. To open the sarcophagus or don't open the sarcophagus. Right? Yeah. And the, the, the for one, the chick who can see in the future, you ask her something and she just says her answer is don't open it. With an exclamation point. Don't open it. Yeah. So foreshadowing. Now, if you do the, the dancing werewolf Easter egg, when you get the choice to open the sarcophagus or don't open it, you get a, you get a third option that says, I've already seen the dancing werewolf. I just want to see the dancing werewolf again. And the dancing werewolf will appear and start dancing, and then the game ends. And that's the ending instead. Oh my god. That's so dumb. <laughs> I was like, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's so dumb. Oh, but fantastic. I love it. I love little dumb fucking humor jokes like that in games. Yeah. It's like in the one of the Castlevania games when you're standing there and these stars in the background are making... It says, watch out for that bat. And by the time you're like, what bat? You get hit by the bat and it kills you. Hmm. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's tremendous. Uh, so, you are, I, you know, I, I, I've just been really getting into like, keep, I got my headphones on. I don't, I don't have a podcast going. I got the, yeah. at, the atmosphere and the music in this game is tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, the music is pretty good. Uh, so you end up having to go to club, the asylum. Yeah. And you start you 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 hear things like you know the uh one of the, there's two sisters that run the asylum. It's Therese and Jeanette. Jeanette is uh, a freak, we'll say. She's a vampire, still has sex with humans. Even though that's not supposed to happen, she still does it. Yeah. And then you have Therese, who is like uptight businesswoman. But they're, they're twin sisters, right? So you go in there, and the first one you meet is Jeanette. And I'm not going to lie, she's fine. Like I was like, if I met that chick in real life, I'd be attracted to her. She could bite my neck, that's fine. Um, so... I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Shake your head. <laughs> um, so she starts talking to you, and she's just like, oh, you know, basically just being erotic as fuck. And you tell her that you know you need to talk to her sister. She's like, oh, she's upstairs. So you go upstairs. You meet Therese. The whole thing is you need her to call off this feud with Bertram. So this Bertram guy will show himself, so you can talk to him about getting to this warehouse to blow it up, right? That's the whole mm -hmm. thing, is that you have to take these explosives to go blow up this Sabat warehouse. So Therese asks you <clears throat> to go to this. First of all, she's like, okay, I'll help you. But first, uh, I need your help for something. She's like, you can prove your worth to me. Uh, I have a property that <coughs> I need investigated Okay. She's like, it's a older hotel, and 
there's ghosts in it, and I need you to go in there and get something that was sentimental to the ghosts that can be used in an exorcism. All right. Cool. Let's do it. So I headed there. Had to go through the sewers to get to the area itself. Yeah. And, man, this that hotel, that whole thing was really well put together. It's, it freaked me out. It was a little creepy. Like, uh, you have to go and get the keys from the outside storage room thing, trailer, and one of the heavy machinery just drives into the trailer while you're into it. Yeah. So you get the key, you get out, you go into the hotel, and you start to develop this story where uh, basically there was a wife and a husband and her, their two kids that went to this big hotel. It, it's basically The Shining <laughs> in, in a way. Uh, a yeah. little, a, you know, a little creative, artistic creativity used, but it's basically the shining is that the guy goes crazy because this girl has a locket, and he doesn't believe that she got the locket from her mom. He thinks it became from a, like a secret admirer, and he gets obsessed with it. And she catches him like in the bathroom, just like staring at it. So he ends up killing both the kids, and then he kills her, and then kills himself, and sets the fucking place on fire. All right. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. So you're running through it, and you, you're seeing ghosts of that dude, and he's fucking bloody with, a, with an axe, and he's got his top hat type thing on, and, or gambler's cap, whatever you call it. And he uh, he's pretty freaky, but then he'll disappear. Like, lightning will flash, and he'll be there, and it'll flash again, and he's gone. And then you yeah. keep seeing the apparition of this lady. Well, the, the, the girl ghost is trying to help you. She's pointing you in the right direction. So you're going through this house, and it's like you go up the stairs. You fall through them. You see a woman run by, and then you look, and she's gone. It was really creepy. And <clears throat> they did good because, like I said, I had my headphones on. So you'd hear whispers like, he's coming. Watch out. Like all this weird shit. And it... It was so, the atmosphere was so creepy that I was literally like, man, I feel like I'm playing Resident Evil again. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But you end up, you know, getting through it. Uh, there's like, I know one room, it goes completely dark, and when the lights come back on, there's get out is scratched into the wall. And uh, there's fires that are set that you have to get around. And uh, there's a part where you have to jump through this elevator shaft. And if you don't make it to the other side in time, the elevator will fall on you and you die. No. So, it's not hard. It's just you got to be quick. And once yeah. you do that, then it's not so bad. But you end up finding a locket. So, you go back and you get to the club. And you go upstairs or up the elevator where Therese and Jeanette are at. And Therese isn't there. But Jeanette's there. She's like, what you got there? Oh, it's this locket that your sister wants. She's like, oh, man, that's really pretty. I'll give it to her if you want me to. Yeah, sure. So you give it to her, and then she sends you. She says, hey, there's a rival vampire gang in town, basically, that's doing an art gallery, and I want you to go fuck it up. And you're like, yes, anything for you, Jeanette. <laughs> so that's how, like, my character was literally like, oh, yeah, totally anything you want. Like, whatever you want, dear. So... You go to the art gallery. You said this is where you had gotten up to. You go in there. You destroy it. It summons like this blood protection creature thing that you have to fight. Kill it. You go back <laughs> to the asylum. You go up. Therese is in there. And she is fucking 
livid. She starts screaming at you. How could you give that locket to her? Do you want to know what that bitch did with it? She threw it into the fucking Atlantic. <laughs> She's like, she threw it out into the fucking ocean. Are you kidding me? She's like, what the fuck? Now, now I can't do it. Now that property's fucking worthless because I can't get rid of the ghosts. And you're trying, your, your dude's dialogue is like, I'm sorry, but, uh, and then she'll just cut you off and yeah. <laughs> just keep grilling you. And she says, okay, here's here. I, I arranged for her to meet with me at the diner across the street. I said some things in the heat of the moment that I would like to apologize for, but I'm too busy to go over there. I need you to go over there and tell her that I'm not going to kill her or anything like that. It, everything will be fine. So you go into the diner. And you walk to the back booth where it tells you to. And all of a sudden, everybody in the diner starts shooting at you. And you're like, what? So you're like killing people and having to go through and take out everything. And I was like, what the fuck? So the phone starts ringing. You answer the phone. It's Jeanette. She's like, oh, my God. You have to come back to the asylum. Therese has, I'm locked in the bathroom. Therese has a gun. She's trying to kill me. Uh, she's like, it was a setup. She sent she sent you there to die. But since you're answering, I see that you handled it. I need you to come up here and save me, though. Please, hurry. <laughs> okay, so you go back <laughs> across the street to the asylum. When I walked out, there were cops everywhere trying to kill me. Yeah. So I had to kill a bunch of cops, which took me a few tries, and then went back up into the asylum. What's your humanity points at, and what's your masquerade points at? So my humanity, I'm not sure. I haven't checked. Um, I was at two strikes. I had two masquerades gone. But I have er since earned those back doing other quests. Okay. But yeah, I was getting worried because like, I got two strikes real early on. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> if you lose all those, game over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you go back to the asylum. You go up the elevator. And Therese is standing there with a gun pointed at the bathroom. And then she turns and she looks at you, and all of a sudden you're talking to Therese and Jeanette, and you're like, all right, so they're going back and forth, and they're arguing, and you're trying to talk them through it, right? So Jeanette starts being like, you were always daddy's favorite. That's why he, he, that's why he fucking preferred you over me. She's like, you always did everything he wanted to. You don't think I heard that late at night when he would come into your room and lay down next to you? She's like, I heard it all fucking night long. And Teresa's like, don't you fucking bring that up. You know, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, that's why you killed him, isn't it? Because you couldn't take it. Because you came home one night and he was in laying in bed with me. And you couldn't fucking handle it. So you went and got a shotgun and blew his fucking brains all over the wall. And she's like, don't you fucking talk about that, you stupid bitch. He didn't love you. Shut up. Take that back. Dude, it is hardcore. Like, this whole, this whole conversation is hardcore. So then... You're, like, trying to get the gun away from Therese. And you guys are f struggling... And the gun goes off. And then it looks, and then you look up and you're looking at her. And half her face is like, is like Therese. And the upper half of her face is like Jeanette. She's the same fucking person with a split personality. Wow. That's funny. That's why you never saw them in the room together. And she's like, you tell any about anybody about this and I'll kill you. Get the fuck out of here. You're like, holy shit, dude. Like, <laughs> it was a well-written thing. Like, at the end of it, I was like, wow. I was not expecting that in the slightest. Yeah. Like, it came out of nowhere. 
I was uh, that that was the point where I was like, all right, all right, I want to do some side quests because that was a main quest, but kind of a. I'm like, I want to see what this game's got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I know. Based on what you've been telling me so far through your playthrough, you're really into this game. Like, <laughs> dude, I really am. I really like it a lot. Um, going back and doing some more stuff for Prince Lacroix. You know, you have to go get on that boat. You have to go check out the sarcophagus, and it's like this boat was pulled into harbor because it had just gone AWOL, and they found it. Yeah. You go, and you find out all of the crew were dead. Every one of the crew members were slaughtered, and the sarcophagus looks like it was opened from the inside. Yeah. With bloody handprints. So you go back, and you tell Prince LaCroix that, and he's like, ah, all right. Fuck. At this point, I met... Uh, this fucking dude who looked like uh, what was Neo's in in the Matrix? Uh, who was the guy that Morpheus? That's his name, Morpheus. right? Morpheus. So I meet a guy who's a lot like him, and his name is escaping me right off the hand. I know it starts with an M, but he is like the leader of the Tremere clan, right? And he sends you to help figure out what is going on. Like, with uh, when you're in downtown, I think it is, there are, like, people around with hazmat suits on and stuff. And he wants you to figure out what the hell is going on with this plague. Yeah. So you go and talk to this chick in the last round. This is where I found out that I had fucked up. Because when I went in her to talk, when I went in there to talk to her about this quest, she's like, "You fucking sold out nines to Lacroix, you son of a bitch." And I was like, "I mean, I saw him coming. I think I saw him coming out of there. He was acting very sketchy. It might have. No. I mean, I don't know if there's shapeshifters in this game, but I'm starting to wonder." But uh, so the, the the fucking chick's like, "Fuck you. What do you want?" <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm trying to figure out uh, what's going on. The the Tremere guy said that y'all might be the cause of it. And he's like, she's like, what the fuck? She's like, listen, this plague thing going on. She's like, vampires can't get sick, but vampires can be infected. It doesn't affect them, but it'll infect them. And they feed on people. So when they bite people, those people get sick. They infect other people. Soon, there's a whole fucking problem and vampires have nobody to feed on anymore. Yeah. You know? So she's like, no, we need to solve this. We need to find the plague bearer and kill them. So you have to go to this apartment building and sneak up and talk to this guy, uh, Paul, I believe is his name, who was uh, one of the guys who would, was a human, but would do missions for the vampires and stuff in exchange for him being able to drink some of the vampire blood. Mm -hmm. I think, like, they're grunts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... You go to his apartment, you sneak up in there. He's dead in his apartment. He's got a message on his answering machine where you got to go up. Uh, the chick from upstairs is calling to check on him. She misses him. You go upstairs, get into her apartment. I'm pretty sure she's a hooker from, yeah. what, from what I gathered. She was talking about her clientele and that she was sick. She'd gotten sick after she went to visit this one girl in this other building who was a high dollar client and she said she's been sick ever since. And like all of her friends that have gone to visit and do things at this lady's house are there. Her friends are also sick. 
So <laughs> I don't know what dialogue choices I picked, but like the the walkthrough that I'm using said, if you don't tell her that Paul is dead, you'll gain humanity. I had one choice at the end. Paul's in a, <laughs> Paul's taking a dirt nap, and you will be too soon, or you will be soon too. And she was like, "Oh my god!" And then my next choice was rest in hell, bitch. <laughs> And she fucking dies. And I was like, oh, all right. I guess my character's kind of a dickhead. Oh, my God. So from her, you go and talk to... Uh, you kill them and you go back and talk to the girl at the at the bar. <coughs> no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Before you go to the apartments, you find out that they're in the apartments from Ten Can Bill. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was on, I was right on the right track. So you you kill the two people like that, then you go and you kill the plague bearer up in her big high class penthouse, right? Yeah. And, she, and she's talking about being enlightened. She's like, "Let me enlighten you." And you're like, "I would." Ra-. My response was, "I'd rather roll your cig- uh, your ashes into a cigarette, bitch." <laughs> and she attacks you, so, so you have to fight her and kill her. You go back and you tell the the girl at the at the bar that you know things are done, and she's like, "Well, now we got to figure out what the fuck this enlightening thing is." So I remembered enlightening. Hmm. So I go and pick up in her room. There, like, there's like this flyer. And you take that to, so, I don't know how much you ran around downtown, but did you see, like, there was, like, a red-looking star thing with, like, a skull painted in the middle of it that was, like, spray-painted on some walls? I didn't even get to downtown yet. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You were just in Santa Monica. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so there's these buildings that have this, like, red star-looking thing with a white skull in the middle of it. And I had already been in there, and I talked to the dude, and he was like, are you enlightened, my brother? And I said, uh, yes. And he was like... No, you're not. Come back when you're enlightened. So I remembered that. And when she was asking me about being enlightened, I was like, I bet that's where I got to go next. Sure shit. You go there. And you end up fighting your way through these diseased fucking people who are part of this enlightened cult. And you get to the end and there's like this really grungy fucking looking vampire dude. And he's like, I'm the preacher. You know, I represent the, the main guy who's behind all of this yada, yada, yada. You gotta kill that motherfucker too, and then you you end up finding out that the the guy behind it all is down in these sewers from Ten Can Bill. And, and when you talk, when I talked to Ten Can Bill, it was another one that it was like he was about to die from this sickness, and my character was like, "Rest in peace, you old drunk bastard," or something like that. Arrest, or your burn, your character is very cold. Very, <laughs> very. Dude, and it, it was like giving me these, like, I don't know if I'm just choosing wrong when I'm talking to him, but I never have like a rest in peace. It's always like, ah, well, burn in hell, fucker. Most of my dialogue options were like of the seduction persuasion. <laughs> it was just a seductive Malkavian. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, I, I haven't gotten too much further than that i believe because yeah. after you do the ship stuff he sends you to the museum you have to break into a museum and go to where the sarcophagus is supposed to be 
Now, sneaking through the museum was a pain in the ass, except that uh, he asks you not to kill anybody. You yeah. can kill people, but he'll be pissed off at you. Yeah. But he asks you not to kill anybody. So I have a sleep spell as a Tremere. And I used that and was putting guards to sleep as I went through instead of killing them. And it made my life a lot easier. Um, you make it to where the sarcophagus is, and it's not there. It's gone. Of course, Yeah, of course it is. And this is where Bacchus... Uh, Shit, I don't forgot his name already. The uh, the lone wolf guy shows up, and he is like, "Oh, it's a shame. I came to study this thing, but it's gone." You're like, "Did you take it?" I'm like, "Did you take it, motherfucker? Did you?" And he's like, "No." But if it is fled into the night, then I shall as well. You know, and he just like gives you some ominous shit and then takes off. You go back and tell Lacroix that, and he is just like, "What? It's gone. The god." Oh, Gary. Gary, you son of a bitch. Oh, I will fucking kill you. I will rip you limb from limb, Gary. You're like, uh, who the fuck is Gary? <laughs> and he's like, Gary is a, I think he said he's a Nosferatu. He's like a leader of this group that they were the guys that they were going to get the sarcophagus and take it over there so LaCroix could get it, but they've double-crossed him. So now you have to go into Hollywood to go find Gary, and that's where I'm at, is or going into Hollywood and Chinatown and that stuff over there. Yeah. So that's where I'm at in the game. I, I'm really enjoying it. The characters are great. The game has got some jank, and I have had to reload a few times because of yeah. getting stuck and just certain things. Not like the the scene with Jeanette and Therese, where you find out they're one person. When I first ran in there, it didn't. Yeah. It panned over to her like it was going to start the cutscene, but it never started. It just held the camera on her, so I had to reload. And go yeah. to try again. Yeah, I. That's one of the issues I had with the game, and why I'm kind of over it already. It's like you with your love of the vampire lore and all of that shit, and then being a huge RPG guy. This game was meant for you, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. I am having a really hard time getting into this, like getting into the story, getting into the characters, like. I'd, as the tabletop version of this game, I would love to sit down and play it. Like the the story for this game sounds like it would make a hell of an actual campaign instead of like a playable version of it. Yeah, like a video game version of it. Um, I don't I don't disagree with that. I think the another thing that I didn't really like about this game was the character build, like how you had your character sheet and everything like that. And it's like it's kind of all I over would, the place. I, I would rather have that pen and paper in front of me than have the this version of it on the game they should have came up with like a new system for the video game version of it instead of relying on like the pad and paper from the tabletop game yeah i don't i don't don't disagree with that yeah it got it got really confusing for me i kind of skimmed through some dialogue at the beginning of the game and missed some stuff but I think it's cool that each clan has like their own abilities. Like as the Malkavian early in the game, I can turn myself invisible and can cause badness in people. Like I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, but, and you know each each clan and or you know whatever you want to call them, I, I do believe it's clan yeah. has their own specific thing that they're good at. Like their powers, you know, some of them are good at melee combat, some of them are better at 
guns. Yeah. Like my, my clan's good at magic. Yeah. I believe that the uh, the Malkavian are like you said are very charismatic. They're very good at talking, even though they're crazy. Yeah. Like. Yeah. They. I think their plus is insight. Like, but there. Oh God, there was so much to this game that just drove me nuts the 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 camera switching from first person to third person that took me some getting used to it's a pain for me i've changed my mouse sensitivity up and down trying to find like a nice sweet spot for it i just can't (laughs) do it like um it's kind of like the combat especially the melee combat's kind of janky for me um it's just Huge. Maybe because I'm not used to playing on keyboard and mouse, and not used to playing older PC oh, yeah. games. When we first like when we first started I'm, this, you were like, "Can I use my controller on this?" I'm like, "Nope." And you're like, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this this is probably my first true like PC game that I've actually tried to play on keyboard and mouse, and it's. A learning process for me i'm getting used to it you'll but get there man um, i'm sure it'll be easier once i'm off the laptop and on a regular keyboard yeah for sure absolutely um your yeah. mouse do you have a dpi button a what like okay so on on the top of my mouse there's a button yeah. right here yeah it's, it's called a dpi button i don't know if you I have that or not. this mouse Oh, okay. So if you ever get a new mouse, um, I'd go for one with a DPI because that changes, like you can just click that and it'll change your cursor speed no matter what you're doing. You can yeah. make it super slow or quick as fuck. Just, just depends on how you're feeling. Yeah. Well, that wraps up part one for the game. So, sir, while you were explaining all of that, I bugged Steamy, ran him, did my thing, and your game for this week, while I finish up the end of this, is The Coma Recut. The Coma Recut. The Coma Recut. It should be under the Steam library. It is about five hours long total, and I believe it's oh, like a two D two D horror game type thing. Yeah. So I can't wait to hear if it's better than Corpse Party. Let's see. And you if I finish... The Coma? Is the that co- what you said? Yeah, The Coma. Recut. There it is. Alright, I'm going to install that now then. I have heard good things about The Coma. Um, yeah. Watching Metal Jesus Rocks, um, he has a, a guy on there named Reggie. Radical yeah. Reggie. And he's talked about The Coma and how much he likes it. I Yeah. I, I'll play it. I'll see what it is about. Because I... I probably can't force myself to go any further into into yeah. bloodlines. Yeah, and I'm I not saying that. that it's a terrible game. I'm not saying it's a terrible game. Like no, I no, refuse no. to give it I a get grade it. because I know people like you love it, but it's just it's it's not my style. Like it's not me. No, I get like, it, man. I get it, and it's the same. It's probably the same way I felt with Fallout Four. Kept crashing on me. It's like, man, I know this game's good, but I'm fucking done with it for now. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I understand. So I yeah. I. Opening a couple different games earlier today as I was trying to play some more, but I ended up getting into Civilization Four a little bit. I yeah. Ended up getting into uh, Planet Zoo a little bit. That's, um, that's a I got to play around with. I got to play around with that because it's super laggy on my laptop. I wonder if I have to drop some settings. Uh, yeah, um, more than likely because that game 
was laggy what on my PC before I upgraded my graphics card. Yeah. What uh, else did I get into? I got into SimCity 4. Nice. You're going for them simulation games. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I was going for those. And then the Among Us I, as I started today. But So it says on Steam, the coma, very positive reviews. It says you are yeah. young Ho, a Korean high school student trapped and relentlessly pursued by a psychotic killer in the hellish corridors of Selwa High. Run, hide, and explore and survive while piecing together the mystery. The coma in this remastered version of Korean cult classic. So it's like the Korean version of Corpse Party. Uh, yeah, but instead of I think it's a side scroller instead of a uh, like a top down type thing. Got you. All right, I'll give it a I'll give it a go. I'll give it a whirl. It, like I said, it's very positive reviews as opposed to yeah. the the Corpse Party game that we played being negatively reviewed. So. Yeah, well we'll see we'll see. I'll let you know. Yeah, and like I'm I said, sure, I'm not, sure because it's just such a short gameplay, you'll probably sneak it in there somewhere too. Yeah, if I'm able to, uh, if I finish up Vampire early, then I'll I'll go ahead and just play through that too. Because it says completionist yeah. is six hours, so like yeah. For us, that's probably eight hours, yeah. <laughs> but you know, but cool, man. Um, well, I think that just leaves us with, if you would like to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash the steam machine podcast, or you can find us on Twitter at steam underscore podcast. Now on Facebook pinned at the top of the page is a post. And that post is asking you what your favorite horror game memory is or what your favorite Halloween memory is whatever scary spooky memories leave us your favorite and you will be entered into the contest to win a key for lust of darkness and ryan is going to throw in a key for rise of triad yep rise of so, the triad that is our giveaway for this month now our next giveaway right now we are sitting at four four star rate or four or five star ratings on itunes if we can get that number to 10 I will give we'll give away another game. So, go on to iTunes, leave us a five star review because that helps us out a fuckload, and we really appreciate it. Um, keep listening, keep downloading, guys. We love you. Thank you for supporting the show. We've uh, we've had a a boost in listeners lately. We've been having steadier more listens. So, all you people that are new, we welcome. We appreciate you. Sorry for all the language, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> um. And let's see, what else? I am going, tonight, I'm going to be uploading the last few episodes that we've done onto YouTube because I've been slacking. So if you are a normal listener of YouTube, then when you're watching this, you will know this already. But for you guys listening, if you would like to see the video version, except for Doki Doki, there is no video for that, but I will do something for that to work. Check us out. Go on YouTube, the Steam Machine Podcast. You can find us there. Is there anything else that you'd like to bring up this week, my brother? No, I don't think so. I haven't really heard much about any gaming information, anything like that. But Yeah, me neither. I'm Not interested really. to see what our next month is going to be. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and just find that out. Just, just so we can plan ahead a little bit. Yeah. So, I... Separated it into genres. Yeah. We now have eighteen genres. Now seventeen plus uncategorized, and I'm trying to categorize those as I can. Um 
But we have, in alphabetical order, adventure, city building, fighting, hack and slash, horror, JRPG, free MMOs. That one might be switched out for something else. Haven't quite decided yet. Yeah. Um, platformer, point and click, racing, RPG, re- real-time strategy, shooters, simulation, sports, survival, and visual novel. I have a feeling you're going to hate every visual novel game we ever play. But, Probably. <laughs> but I like them, so it'll, it'll be interesting. And the free, like I said, free MMOs, I might leave that on there just because, but like, I, I don't know how you're going to feel about playing those. But I, I, you know, I tried to separate it into where we would have a good chunk for each, each list, each genre. Yeah. Um, but there, there are going to be genres that get knocked off because I think like visual novel has like, I think I have five games in that one city builders, like 10. So like eventually some of these are going to get knocked off the list. Yeah. But for right now we have 18. Let me bug steamy. And it looks like <laughs> it is going to be visual novels. Platformer. Oh, platformer. So, we'll uh we'll figure that out next week. We'll uh Yeah. We'll try to re- I'll might, try to remember that. Might have to bust out the Super Nintendo Classic and get used to the some of that platform style. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think. Uh, let me let me look and see real quick how many games are in the platformer list. See what we got to choose from. Forty-two. The answer is always forty-two. It's actually one hundred. Oh goddamn! <laughs> so we we there's a bit of a a bit of a stretch there. Yeah. Now I will full disclosure. Some games crossover lists because okay. I, I tried my best to keep them from crossing over, but some are just both of both those genres. So I was like, I, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to put them in both. And then once mm. we get it, I'll take them out of both. Yeah. But there's a uh, looking through, man. There's some really good games in this platform list, man. It should be fun. Okay. But all right, well, man. We'll probably announce that on our Halloween special. Yeah. What our first game will be. So we'll, uh, we'll figure it out, man. Well, yeah. That, that's uh, all for this week. Then, thank you for listening to the Steam Machine Podcast. He's Ryan. I'm Dalton. And as always, guys, take it easy. <laughs>